damn you, Fortnite, for uh, being so popular during the pandemic. Uh, welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or our guests love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. And I'm still mad. Anyway, we're uploading to the web. We're picking and choosing what parts we want to make perfect as we rock out to Pixel Perfect. I'm James, your angry host. I'm the grumpy one. Below me is our lioness, the host of Shame Watch TV, the one, the only. Olivia Slap and Suarez, also Ricky Ullman's boo, Revive <laughs> Ullman. Call me. <laughs> and next to her is the master of hugs, the best editor we have around, and just a swell guy, the one, the only, Aaron Salinas. Hey guys, w welcome to uh, Pixel Perfect. Um, we fucking hate Fortnite. I think is the title because James James is coming in hot. I'm for coming video. in hot with Fortnite. Well, uh, you can learn more my about my hate with Fortnite on Game Watch, our other our gaming podcast uh, that releases Mondays. Because I'll be full of hate and vinegar, but this podcast, Shame Watch, we let go of that. We let go of it and we celebrate the things we love. We love each other and we love movies. So, <sighs> okay, that hate's gone. Okay, friends. So now we get to enjoy our childhood as we explore some uh, decoms, the the amazing decoms. And uh, I'm really sad I missed Luck of the Irish because it takes place in Ohio. <laughs> you missed a good one, bud. I know. We missed you. You, you missed a good one. But Thank you. Welcome to Decomber. Uh, Kenny is not with us today. Um, we love you, Kenny. Um, we love you, but Kenny. yeah, we, love we, you, Kenny. we we're in the thick of it, y'all, with Decomber. Yeah. Thick I... with two C's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh... I remember watching Pixel Perfect anytime it was on uh, Disney Channel growing up, and this came out in two thousand four. Which, like, this is, like, you know, a, a vague kind of ripoff of weird science, right? At least that's why I, what my dad claimed every time it was on TV. So just, I just kind of believed him. That was his, his Gran Torino moment? Just, like, James in that ripoff <laughs> of, of weird science? Just, <laughs> yeah. You don't know quality. <laughs> I lived in the 80s, James. I had all the best <laughs> television music. I know, Dad. You keep telling me. But it's true. Eddie's I, music slaps. I, I think you can guys tell which one of us recommended this movie when we were planning <laughs> out the schedule for yeah. Decomber. Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> Aaron I it was about 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, go ahead. It was about 10 minutes in when I was like, oh, I get why she wanted this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, immediately. That, <laughs> that first song, <clears throat> excuse me, that first song. I was like, man, I want to listen to Avril Lavigne. And then it cuts to like uh, uh, <laughs> Sam's room. It's like, oh, Avril Lavigne's right there. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It tracks. It tra but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so j just a little context. It sounds like both of you guys love this movie. 
Oh yeah. Yes. No, it's great. That's a great blast from the I past. I fucking love this movie. It's great. Uh, this movie <laughs> This movie came out I think like when I was in 5th grade or 6th grade and one when I'll get into more into depth later in this episode, but Ricky Ullman, who was like the heartthrob of Disney Channel is the big star in this movie. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, already caught my interest. And then, like, the fact that they're singing, and I don't know if you know this, guys, but I'm a professional musician. What? So I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I true. know. This is, like, groundbreaking. Uh, but the fact that the that this involved, like, singing and, and performing, and then just, it's just, the songs are catchy. I just love this movie so much. Yeah. No, I I agree. It, it's a. Uh, it also it weirdly, weirdly it like touches on what perfection is, and like it also brings up topics of like free will, and like what defines a person, which like, for a kids movie that's like, deep, just to even like bring those topics up. So, kudos to you, uh, Pixel Perfect. and. I hadn't seen it, so thank thanks for listening to Shame Watch. This has been <laughs> <laughs> this has been our episode. Uh, That's another episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll That's been our episode. Patrons, yeah. No, Aaron, I, I want to hear, hear your takes. No, I had I hadn't seen this movie. This was um, this was I think like 2004 was part of that weird time that I kind of had mentioned that our town didn't have Disney. Like the cable company was trying to work it out. Like we just didn't have it. Like in it, in our little town and. For whatever reason, we didn't have Disney for a little while, and then it came back, and then like then I kind of like I caught it into like Phil of the Future like later, like it was weird. Like I remember like I went from like Even Stevens to like late Phil of the Future. I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> I missed like, so much. I, yeah, I've been I've been through a lot. So um, it was yeah, it was kind of a weird time, but I hadn't seen it. Um, I I knew who Ricky Ullman was. I just uh, didn't, you know, I knew he was, like, from Phil of the Future and kind of that kind of stuff. And, like, you get, like, magazines with, like, Disney Channel, like, ads and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So, no, Ricky Ullman was kind of, like, the in guy. He was, he was, yeah, he was the sweetheart for a little bit for Disney Channel originals and Disney Channel shows. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, he was, yeah. he was you could the guy. disrupt my future anytime. Oh. <laughs> Olivia, do you remember? I'm uh, dragging this, Olivia, because I don't think Aaron had Disney when these ran. But like the little blips they would run uh, before Phil the Future launched, uh, it was like these weird ads where like he was playing with the the future gadget, and it always like ended like, "Oh, I turned you into a chicken." Uh, sorry about that. Do you remember that, or is it yeah, just? Yeah, I me? think so. No, no, no. Th- those sound familiar. And then obviously my favorite is like, hi, I'm so-and-so. You're watching Disney Channel. Yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, yeah. Dun. So I uh-huh. think Ricky Ullman did one. And then do you remember when the Disney Channel stars like used to do covers of uh, Disney songs? He, no. I think, was in one of them. I think he was in Circle of Life or A Dream is Your Wish Your Heart Makes. Because it would go with like whenever the Disney DVDs would come out of the vault. Oh, and they would okay. do like it was like Disney Channel Circle of Stars. I'm like, there's my bae. Like, I don't know if he sings well, but I see you. I see you, boo. 
Just like fifth grade Olivia standing in a wedding dress and her parents are like, how, where'd you, how'd you get this? What the hell? The, yeah. The thirst guys, I'm just, I'm just going to warn you guys right now. It's, it's about to come out like hardcore. I, <laughs> Grab that's why your I water have, bottles because you're about to get quenched. Literally, I have like a cup of water and a bottle of water uh, to prepare me for this episode. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like you are perfectly hydrated Let's find out if our, uh, uh our uh-huh. co- context can be quenched. <laughs> yep. Yep. I made that work. I made that yeah, work. That, no, that holds up. That was a good segue <laughs> to yeah, uh, I, the context. I, I... Context. In a review from Tom Cassidy of commonsensemedia.org titled, Pixel Perfect. Tom writes, Disney's 2004 movie has some fun musical moments and captures the basement band to stardom path well. But these are undermined by its muddled messages. It bumbles towards being a satire of the early 2000s manufactured pop scene, but unlike Josie and the Pussycats, from three years before, Pixel Perfect has no affection from its characters other than the near sociopathic Roscoe. Pipe successfully wrings the best she can out of the badly written Sam, who has to step aside from her own band to make way from the high-kicking hologram Loretta Modern. So much of Roscoe's controlling behavior is brushed over, ooh, including a segment in which Sam finds out he screens her calls. It's hard to move along with the story when there's when these issues need to be addressed. Director Mark A. Z- Mark A. Z. Depay comes from a visual effects background and Pixel Perfect was clearly a vehicle for him to showcase his skills. The holographic effects and extended cyberspace sequences are when the movie feels almost alive. The film wraps up with the right messages, but all changes of heart come from out of the blue, with no payoff earned. Despite the cheery Avril Lavigne pop-punk tunes and attempt at a happy ending, the takeaway tone is nasty, nig... Uh... Niggling effect of discomfort. Oh, that was it. Okay. Um, yeah. Roscoe's kind of a... Kind of a... a, a he's a dick. I, yeah, he's a dick. We'll say... <laughs> cool. Which makes sense for, like, all of the guys I've liked in the past, or most of them. <laughs> oh, no, Olivia. Are we learning something uh, about... Uh, did, did this ruin men for you? Is this... Oh, Olivia. Olivia. Oh, yeah. Well, now that now that I am somebody who's like gone through like therapy and learning what mm-hmm. kind of partner I want and what kind of partner I want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Roscoe has some behaviors in this movie where, you know, when I was watching this at 10 or 11 years old, I thought, "Oh, I can't see that because I'm going to look past those things because he is freaking hot." Yeah. You know, he's supposed to be like the 16-year-old at least because he has a car in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And so um and if any of y'all have listened to my What a Girl Wants commentary on Patreon, which you can access for $2 a month, um, I was talking about there my thirst for Oliver James. And Oliver James was, I, I credit Oliver James for pretty much being my sexual awakening. And Ricky Ullman is like the next guy after that. Um, and they both kind of look the same. They both have like the dark hair, kind of like brown, hazelish eyes. And, uh, and then that, you know, so on and so forth. And so, like, at 10 or 11 years old, yeah, I'm just like, oh, my God, this guy is so cute. 
And now, like, as I watched this movie, as I watched it last night with several glasses of wine and a thirst that was through the roof, um, yes, he is still hot. I would still, like, like I said, he can disrupt my future any day. But I have noticed, yes, Roscoe is quite the asshole to Sam. Because yeah. not only is he, like, he is kind of aware, I don't want to say he's super oblivious, but he has to know to an extent that Sam has a massive crush on him, you know? But he doesn't really, like, do anything about it. And then, like, on top of that, he uses parts of Sam to make Loretta. And then... Without asking her. Without asking her. And then there was that one exchange where uh, Loretta, like, he has to set up a date between this kid that he tutors and Loretta. So that way he can save his dad's job. So he asks Sam if if she wants to go on a date... But then doesn't really phrase it well because then she's like, yeah, you know, like, I'd like that, Roscoe. And he's like, well, great. I was thinking we can make it a double date, you know. And then then he notices that she's getting mad and he's just like, she's just like, well, I can't always agree to what to things like Loretta can. And he's like, yeah, I wish you could or something like that. And I'm like, what an asshole. What an asshole. I mean, men are trash. He knew what he was doing. He was like, oh, well, uh, she likes me, so I can use this guy's under a date to get her to do what I want. It's like super manipulative behavior, like manipulating 101. I was just like, whoa, in a Disney Channel movie. That's okay. Uh, and then, of course, they touch on death later, but then we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, but I think the main thing here, like the main crux of the story is uh you can't be perfect like even mm-hmm. when uh i almost called him phil when roscoe uh creates the perfect quote unquote perfect uh girl like it doesn't it's not actually perfect uh because mm-hmm. perfection is a lie um and like the dad i think touches on that a little bit Oh, there's like some daddy issues in this movie. Oh, there's and some I do huge wanna say, daddy issues. I want to say that there's there's one song that's perfect for this movie that's not a part of this movie, but it's perfect because it it, it talks about perfection and it talks about daddy issues, and that's perfect by Simple Plan because Roscoe yeah. wants to wants yeah. to please his father because his father is like like succeeding in in this uh, tech job i mean they've got money but his dad's also alone and uh he just wants to get his father's approval and they seem to have a pretty frayed relationship in the beginning so i kept thinking of you know but we lost it all nothing lasts forever (laughs) yeah i'm sorry i can't be (laughs) perfect the teen angst angst it just drips it's 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 great uh, it's after, good shit. I can't lie. It. I love that song. After I watched <laughs> this movie, I listened to Skater Boy and then Complicated immediately after yes. I finished. Because yes. like I have to. Um, I have to. Avril Lavigne um, was was like in this movie. Like her post. The posters are in Sam's room, and mm-hmm. and I've like yeah, like you, James. I've been listening to some of her old hits, and then. Um, there's this one song that she has that I've been learning on guitar called uh, Wish You Were Here. And it's yeah. basically oh, just like, yeah. it's Love FOMO. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It has nothing to do with the fact about like things that have happened to me in the last few weeks. What? What? Um, no. But... <laughs> no, no, but Avril Lavigne, like that, that, that angst 
or whatever, and which is what Sam has a lot of in this movie, with, right? Uh, yeah, with the no, neon 100%. pink blow up chair. You can't that. I saw that <gasps> peeking in the in the background. <laughs> I was like, there it is. Now we've completed the cycle of teen angst. Yeah, I think <gasps> this also <laughs> came at a time where like, oh, this is what high school is supposed to be like. Because like I yes. wasn't in high school yet, so I was like, "Oh, yeah. this is just what high school things do." So I think because I watched this enough growing up, like it just kind of sank in my subconscious. So when I got to high school, I probably made unnecessary drama for myself, which because mm-hmm. uh, Disney told you there would be a lot of it, right? Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's and I can't thing. tell you how often I I watched where I stepped because I thought life would have had a lot more quicksand than it does. We have real weird <laughs> expectations as kids. I, it's I don't true. know. It's no, also, it's absolutely no true. guy in my school looked like Ricky Ullman, so I was no. really pissed. And maybe that's why I have a certain type of men that I like, like looks wise that I go for. <laughs> and I just to acquire Ricky Ullman. Just to touch on Ullman, I knew so little about him, and then I kind of went on a little dive about him. I didn't realize he was mm-hmm. born in Israel and then migrated over here. I didn't realize his name Whoa. is not Ricky. I, I mm-hmm. did not. I, I had no clue. It's Raviv, if I if I am saying that mm-hmm. correctly. Um, I think so. I was, I was like, what the hell is he doing? He's a documentarian who did a documentary about Standing Rock in South Dakota. Like, Damn. the dude's... Yeah, apparently he doesn't really care for acting. Like, he just does it. But apparently he's an activist, and that's what he considers his job. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. like What a heartthrob. So, Socially conscious heart heartthrob. <laughs> right. And my thinking was like, oh, he might have gotten into drugs or something. Maybe he's an asshole. Like, maybe he's... Maybe he's, you know, gotten into fights and that's why he's like under the radar. No, no he's, just he's a good out person. doing work. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's really an actual socialist. Yeah. 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 Like, well, it, I, I be- it was fun. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it was. No, sorry. It was funny because last night you were putting in the, in the group chat, you go, I'm surprised his group didn't pop or his career didn't pop. And I almost put this, but I wanted to save it for the pod, <laughs> for the pod. But I was like, well, I know something of mine that he can pop. <laughs> I, I honestly, I was like, I'm surprised Lily hasn't kind of, I was like, I kind of feel like I softballed that if, if she wanted to take it. I was like, okay, she didn't say, I'm glad we came full circle. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I, 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 I was saving it because I could already hear Kenny saying, save it for the pod. You know, <laughs> Kenny, we miss you. We love you. We wish, we wish you were here. Yeah. Um, Much like no, I, 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 I wish you were here. Yes. That song but, slaps. But yeah. yeah, like Ricky Ullman, like what what and apparently he's been doing like charity not charity but like mutual aid with with individuals with aids since he was like phil of the future whoa like since he was like a kid he has been like funneling money towards there and he was like my parents were really strong activists so i consider myself a fourth generation activist that's and phenomenal like, that's like i was like hot damn like just keep living your truth ricky Raviv, Raviv, call me. I, Raviv. I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm on the market. Please, he call me. He was born in 1986, so that would yep. make him, uh, 33, 34, 35. 34-ish. Mm, 30, yeah. Oh, if there's anything he's... that I've learned about. He's born on he? January 24th. That's uh, my friend Brian Shaw's birthday. Happy birthday, Brian. 
And <laughs> Happy early month. birthday, Ravine. Happy early birthday. <laughs> um, that's cool. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. I mean, if there's anything I've learned about dating older men, it's that they mainly have their shit together. So, Revive, seriously, I'm open. I'm free. I'm free for dinner next week or whatever. Yeah, he's 34. <laughs> so, 34. I got to shoot my uh, shot, right? Uh, yeah. Shoot, yeah. You, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, take them. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so he was um, 18 yeah, when he made this and Phil of the Future, which makes sense, I think. Like, 18. That's about the right age to play like a, I, I mean, I got the vibes. He was like a like senior in high school. So like, that's about right. Really? I feel like he looks like 13, maybe. Oh, may, no. May, may, maybe he's it's just because I grew faced. different. Yeah, because he's real baby face. That's my thing. Like, they try to yeah, get him sideburns, like them but I was like, no, you're not, you're not fooling me with those little baby burns. Um, but what do we let's talk about the music in this movie because I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts about not just the songs but like how the music industry is portrayed in this in this movie um so the key like plot which is uh Roscoe developing Loretta for the band it all starts basically because the Zeta Bites which is Sam's band um they're trying to get a gig at this like local hangout and the promoter like the producer is telling Sam, who is like shredding on guitar, and also I was watching her hand movements to make sure they were correct because I hate when artists just assume or people just assume like guitar is just strumming your hand up and down. It's all about that wrist action, baby. Uh, I was making sure that that was correct, um, which it was for the most part. Uh, but anyway, she's focusing on that and writing, you know, and and singing the song. And the promoter gets mad because she's not like moving around or anything like that, which is so, and so dumb. Like what? What yeah. a superficial! Like what? Uh, what? Is <laughs> and then well, he says it's not about sound; it's about flashy looks. Like wh- what? <laughs> it's all about. I'm gonna play sound. devil's advocate, though. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. So, okay. I like the sound that she was going for, and I think it's badass if you can songwrite and play an instrument. Singing and playing an instrument at the same time is not easy. It's not. Oh, yeah. Um. And so I understand why she probably couldn't like move around. It takes an acquired set of skills just to do that alone. And then to like be expected to kind of move around and stuff. That's another like that's just adding on to that. And so add like kind of I understand where the promoter was coming from to an extent because like as an entertainer, um, you know, you want to be able to captivate the audience in a way that just like keeps them interested and whatnot sure. and 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 that's not to say that them alone they weren't talented but they were missing she was missing a little bit of charisma and so like i would i would say that it could have been fixed maybe not with her um moving around so much because again not everybody can do that or that just is a skill that you develop over time but like facial expressions if you can't move around on stage facial expressions like really kind of like she wasn't really showcasing that in like the way that she was singing the song. So that I think I totally understand where the promoter was going from there. At the same time, it was a dick move. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and and just to kind of play devil's advocate with, with Olivia, have you seen K-pop stars? Like, yes. Like I'm, I'm being for real. Like they spend years trying to, be able to dance that the way that they are like i didn't realize it it's a, i looked into it just in case 
I might have a future in it. I don't know. Um, but it takes like years in this like K-pop university uh, to like become possibly a K-pop star. And like, like they train for like no shit, like 16 hours a day. And then they go to school. Oof. I don't know how they're, they're changing time over there to, to like make it more hours in the day, but they are, the the performers that that dance and and sing and write and all that y'all got my kudos because i'll be happy if i can just play video games in front of a camera and and talk about fart jokes i'm cool with that Uh, go and check out aaron's twitch stream right now yeah hey you can do that i i i can't do that so i give you kudos for that aaron everyone has different talents my mom told me early on when she learned i couldn't draw for shit we all have different talents. We do. And, and 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 it's and it's one of those things too. I'm 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 speaking as an artist who does like play guitar and sing. Um, you know, I get it. Like you can't constantly move back and forth across the stage. I'm not at that point yet. Um, but when I'm just doing vocals like in a band, like I remember one of the earliest things my mom told me when I was in a talent show was, "Hey, make sure you know, and you can't always move around if you're doing a ballad. I totally get that. But like, if you're doing an up-tempo song, like nothing's wrong with me in the beginning. Like my mom told me when I started in talent shows, she said, like, you want people to be drawn to what you're performing and like what you're what you're saying. And so she's like, why don't you like move around the stage? And that's a skill that like early on ingrained in my like nine, 10 year old self that I have developed to this day so when i'm not playing guitar and i'm just singing and i've got my band behind me like i do that or i at least try to do something that gets the crowd going so yeah like i get the the certain amount of skill as a musician i get it you can't you know there's only so much you can do in the in the space that you have but you have to if it's not physically if it's not physical movement then we need to like the listener, the person in the audience needs to hear it. You know, they need to, you know, they need to feel that emotion. So that's what Sam was lacking. And that's how this all kind of starts. But on the flip side, Loretta ends up doing quadruple backflips. And I'll be honest, I have never seen <laughs> that on stage. I, I think that would have been my first clue that she wasn't a real person. When yeah, she, if uh, we were there, I'd have been like, guys, we need to get out. I don't trust where we're at. I, yeah, I do not feel safe here. I, so no. like, she, she should be in the Olympics if that's... Yeah. yeah like, if she can, she's, she's, a, like, she's a Ninja Academy graduate. We are leaving. Jump off we, the... Jump off the, the drum. drum. The drum yeah. kit. Which, like... Yeah. yeah. That alone is like... It, it didn't move. Like, if you put any kind of pressure <laughs> on it, it would move the drum. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't move. So, like, how did no one notice that these things that was weird although the reaction shot in the diner when she has like the three mouths uh (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) great reaction shot great use of a reaction shot a very american reaction like oh god what's happening i'm gonna drink coke (laughs) i need more pop (laughs) (laughs) yeah give me that alcohol wasn't appropriate for disney right exactly 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 Yeah, what was it? Yeah, and then she does the quadruple backflip for the you know more slow tempoed ballad. Uh, Notice me, you know, as she's getting right like during the bridge part. She's like before she does. Oh, don't get me wrong, but like she does like four flips, and I'm like, girl, is that necessary for that song? I'm like, is it? Is it now? It's ne- necessary for her. They wanted she's movement. The 
She she gave her movement. I I mean, but, so if I think I think we kind of jumped around. Like yes, we have. How? So Ricky Ullman's father is a hologram designer. Is I I had trouble following that part. Yeah, so like he works yeah. for I I'm gonna call it Skynet because I forget maybe a Skylab. Skygraph. Skygraph. Okay, thank Sky- you. Nelnet. Yeah. <laughs> no man's sky um, uh, skygraph which is like apparently just this evil corporation that wants to take advantage of its employees and just fire them as soon as something doesn't work uh mm-hmm. i guess we're looking into holographic designs of things and uh roscoe is smart enough to understand not only understand the programming but build upon what his dad has already built and make it better. So, like, I don't know any high schooler that messed around with uh, hol- holograms in my high school. But yeah. um, I-, I don't think they were capable in 2004. For me. I, probably not. No, <laughs> for being he, honest. So, so, like, he did this before Tupac. The Tupac hologram was a thing at Coachella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? like this was a big. That's what I was like. I feel like, and I understand it's a movie, duh. But I was like, I feel like this is a lot for a kid in 2004. But maybe I'm just not with it. And then like they try and explain like you can't go outside. And I was like, I'm pretty sure the lights on stage might be a little bit brighter. I yeah, I love that rule in that universe. Is like you can't go outside. That's the only thing you can't do and touch people. Yeah, it's like. like if those are well, the two rules we, we, about holograms, we can't do that right now. If you That's think true. About it. Yeah, fair, the, fair. Pixel Perfect was a, a, a precursor to COVID. It looks like we are now Loretta. <laughs> also, can I say that Pixel Perfect was a precursor to her because yeah. Ricky uh, Ullman, Roscoe develops feelings for Loretta, who is not real. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. They even bring up this question: What defines real? Because, like, she has a personality. Mm. Uh, she has seemingly feelings, even though they fluctuate c- quite often. But, like, what defines real? Or, like, a real person versus not a real person? Which I thought was, again, an interesting thing to bring up for an audience primarily consisted of, like, 10 to 12-year-olds. Of, like, hey, we don't know what real is. But here you go. You are a master of your own universe. Go. Which I think is uh, a little wild. I was interested to know, like James is somebody who is in- like interested in developing, like UX and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, what were your thoughts about, yeah, all of the technological advances in this movie? Oh man, it looked so ugly. <laughs> None of it was realistic. <laughs> like it was so dated. Because <laughs> like even the opening shot with like uh, Roscoe's computer was like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's very early aughts design of anything uh because it had like the really <laughs> blocky uh like uh windows and yeah it was very dated to say the least but i mean i like the idea uh. that like even on these like very bad uh systems they were able <laughs> to create uh, essentially a, uh an ai because at the end of the day she's just an ai hologram and Pretty like much this actually you know what i think this is where uh james started to develop his fear for uh, ai and robots 
because like really absolutely um and even like rewatching i'm like yeah don't make ai just don't do it it's a bad idea don't play god you can't do it bad things are gonna happen because uh, i'm gonna jump to the end loretta jumps in to uh hospital equipment and saves <laughs> sam's life but then before that happens she takes over her body what <laughs> we shouldn't and then ricky falls in love with her yeah i did not like yeah. that part yeah yeah that, that's where the her vibes came in yeah um Aaron, we wanted to save this part for when you um like we weren't we wanted to know like okay those internet sequences i want to know your thoughts okay <laughs> i personally Wait, can i take a guess uh is yes. that truck is that uh internet truck driver is that aaron's boy absolutely <laughs> and more so if this would have been a mad max fury road style of the internet sequences oh hell fuck, yeah fuck this movie i would have just been all in for that like when i saw that that truck i was like oh dude dude immortan joe in that that would have been so cool that would like, have been dude and and ever since then it, that that Pixel Perfect could no longer live up to the hype that I had built around it. So it <laughs> it it fell short. So when that when I saw that truck pull up, I was like, oh, sign me the fuck up. Like I kind of stood up a little bit. I was like, okay, where are we going? And then she just went to a server and I was like, oh, God, never mind. I don't want to watch this anymore. Like I was just so disappointed. Like Aaron, we can God, make that a part was so we cool. Can, we can make a Mad Max style Aaron at early Oz like hack hacker movie. Sign me up for it, yeah. man. I'm, that, with that, the search that, engine that, pop-ups. With, with, yeah. <laughs> like, those oh, parts man. were so... It was so cool. And it was... Because, like, I mean, even in 2004, like, kids knew how to use the internet, but we didn't know what the hell it was. No. No. Like, there was that one Fairly Odd Parents episode where Timmy goes into the internet so he can, like, um, retrieve an, uh, an email from uh, Mr. Crocker. Do you remember uh, that episode? I do, yeah. And yes. it, it kind of, like, that and Pixel Perfect, like, kind of shaped my ideas, my ideas of, like, how the internet worked, like, internally. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and they're all wrong. Let's just, let's be open, very open about that. They're all wrong. I I, I will believe you, but it's still a, a small part of my brain is, like, there's there's a chance. There, there might oh, be highways yeah. of... It's cool. It's a cool concept to think like that, but... It's just I, I don't know. Have you watched Wreck It Ralph? That's a more recent movie. Maybe it, it's more like oh, that. Yeah. I, I even saw Wreck It Ralph too. Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah. And oh, it, I, I think that's that how one. it works. Just good. Just just I yeah, it's it. cute. It is yeah. very cute. Um there's even like this tongue there's this tongue in cheek joke that Sam makes to Roscoe when Roscoe thinks he's lost Loretta forever, but really Loretta like emailed herself to Sam's server. And she was like, what? Like, he goes, we had an argument. And she goes, what, did you, did you tell her my way or the super information highway or something <laughs> like that? And I like, <laughs> yeah, I still thought that was cute. Um, but you know, and then that's, that's how, uh, Roscoe's yeah. a, a sociopath a little bit. Because like, okay. y'all, he straight up like says like, oh, I don't know how to feel things. It's like, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Well, she kisses Sam kisses him and then he doesn't react. He's like, "Oh, uh, but Loretta." And I'm like, yeah. "Fuck you." Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like, you're still cute, and I would still, you know, man, like, but fuck you. <laughs> but to be fair, his father is Brett Cullen in this movie, and he's always kind of played an asshole in a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean, that is something actually to examine because, like, he probably just learned from his father that, like, who clearly, like, has been isolated and not great with in relationships because mm-hmm. he even brings up, like, hey, remember, hey, dad, remember your last girlfriend when she said, uh, I hope you like Ian alone, then slammed the door in your face and walked out of our lives forever? Remember that? It's like, oh, that means it's a pattern. <laughs> Or because then he brings up his mom later, and it's like, whoa! So, it I even that touches on like, yeah, you learn learn things. behavior. Yeah, you learned behavior from your parents. So like, not necessarily Roscoe's fault that he's kind of not great at treating women, or rather, he's uh, better at treating fake uh, women, fake women, or just AI, artificial AI better than real women which okay <laughs> uh thanks uh, thanks roscoe's dad for that anyway what i'm saying is therapy i'm telling you uh, therapy you, works you wonders this, on everybody you learn this in therapy is like you survive childhood but once you survive it you're allowed to unlearn some of those survival instincts mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that is definitely a survival instinct you learn from is papa and he needs to unlearn it so he can uh, have healthy relationships. Anyway, Again, that's my daddy rant. Issues. <laughs> duh, duh, daddy issues. Cue the daddy issues stinger. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> what I love about that is so, it's so interesting. Um, yeah, a lot of issues going on here. And, of course, just at the heart of any romance movie, bad communication. Yes, because I mean, this is like high school, you know, and we're made to believe that it's just nothing but drama. So there Ugh. has to be like this is just part of it. Yeah, but it does, listen, I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be. If you're it for doesn't. whatever reason about to go into high school, uh, one, thanks for listening, I guess. But why? Uh, but also, you don't <laughs> have to have drama in your life. You don't. I guess that applies to adults, too. You don't have to make things harder on your life. Suffering. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Uh, suffering doesn't necessarily make it better. You don't have to suffer pointlessly. Okay. I, I'll, I'll tell you, it'll probably suffer. make it worse. Just, yeah. It'll, yeah. Me, me yeah. and Olivia were on the yeah. same wave, wave of thought right there. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like uh, pretty boy probs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And again, I think this is all like uh, rooted in that like this movie is, <clears throat> or at least the characters in this movie are trying to be quote unquote perfect, which like inherently we cannot do because we are human. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was an ex- do- interesting idea to bring up to kids. I do want to go on the record, uh, like revisit the music thing. Um, I know we were talking about how like sam like needing she did need to have more of a presence on stage but i also like completely even like from when i saw this movie at nine or ten or eleven years old and now as someone who's 27 and a sing a singer songwriter i totally understood her angst though because like when you were uh the songwriter 
and you are the one who performs it, like having that being taken away from you um, and for Loretta to get all of the credit, like that sucks. Yeah. Like it sucks hardcore. And then like, unless you are the songwriter and you're like, hey, no, I'm not a vocalist, but I wrote this for our band. Um, like that's, that's, that's different. But like, uh, she is like someone like me who, I mean, I want to perform the songs that I've, I've written. So to have that like stripped away and then to be told that like, you're never going to like live up to what this projection is like, that sucks. And I, and I felt that watching that again last night over several glasses of wine. Absolutely. And like this movie is completely different once you do that and shift it to uh sam's perspective because it's like it doesn't quite become like a horror but it definitely shifts the tone and instead of like this like ooh awkward guy who doesn't know how to feel and likes thing numbers and data uh now it's like this passionate songwriter uh singer songwriter who gets a parver taken away for something that she can never obtain yeah, yeah. which is messed up and that's why which is why I love the, I actually love the song Notice Me, but I mm-hmm. love the scene where Sam is singing it because it's just her and the guitar. Yeah. And stupid yep. Roscoe is like, and I'm like, boy, this is about you, that dumbass. Was that was a great cut. Yeah, no. It was like, yeah, it was like <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a bop. And it's like, bro, she's writing about you. Like, and he just has that doofy yeah. face all, all over him. It's like, ah, oh, you yeah. idiot. Dumbass. Yeah, no, I like I can know. say I can say as a singer songwriter, so like obviously I've written songs about guys I've dated. If mm-hmm. I've written a song about you, it's because you meant a lot to me personally. Um I've never actually serenaded somebody with the song that I've written about them before. Uh, that mm. has not happened yet. But I would expect there to be a lot of appreciation on the receiving end, right? You know? Yeah. It's a gift. Instead so, of dumbass instead Roscoe. Of, and instead of just like yeah, cool. That's a cool song. That's a cool ditty. That's cool. Nice. What's it about? Uh, oh, good. It. What does it mean? <laughs> so stupid. It means it's like you're like missing out a party, right? Like you want to be noticed at a party, right? Right, Sam. Anyway, that was the internal dialogue going in my head for uh, Roscoe. Also, like, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, I kind of like how they they talk about the music industry, how the record labels literally steal from... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he was like, yeah, I I went platinum twice. And then he's like, but I didn't make shit. I'm like, wow, this is... That's kind of like how they're crushing... Yeah, they're crushing dreams for for kids. Like, hey, you can do it. You'll have a lot of fame. But doesn't mean you're going to be rich. Mm -mm. Yeah, but then he quits. And doesn't yeah. he start his own thing? That's kind of that's the uh, that was the thing. Like he started his yeah, own but, thing. Yeah, but but it's like before that 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 scene. It's funny that you mentioned that, Aaron, because that's exactly what I was going to talk about. Was like there's that scene where you have Daryl Fibbs's boss, uh, Weldon Giles, um, trying to talk about the future of performing with the holo- the holograms, the holographs, and um and and just like there's that argument over like property and ownership and like what belongs to the label and and the rights of an artist like i thought that was so wise for them to mm-hmm, talk yeah. about that like and now it's so funny because as we talked about last week's and last week's episode about the disney channel movies of today they 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 don't really address that as much they're just kind of like oh you could be famous and it's yeah. possible <laughs> you know end of story 
no. nothing's gonna get in the way. Yeah, there's no underlying super, bullshit. I, I thought it was super interesting because like that's still something a lot of us like Dave Chappelle is on a boycott of Netflix. Like there's there's a lot of interesting thing that goes on behind an artist's work. Like for like it it's just so you would think it would just be like cool you wrote a song you deserve all the money that's coming across it and i didn't even realize too like spotify they made eight billion dollars and like artists get like a fraction of a penny for like per ten thousand like streams like that's yeah that's and and i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna get rid of spotify but it's it's just so like is it true olivia that basically the only way you can make money now is by touring and touring is out the window Right. Touring and merch. And I can say, like, as an artist who is trying to re-navigate during COVID, where we can't perform in crowds, you can't go on tour, um, it's really, yeah, there's definitely a shift in how we try to get our name out there. And thankfully, like, the internet, which as we, because of this movie, we now know how the internet works. Um, (laughs) Thankfully, the internet, it, it allows for an artist's platform Uh, to still kind of, you know, have some kind of presence. But yeah, back to like the the feelings of ownership. I mean, that's the situation that's happening with uh, Taylor Swift and her masters. Right now, she's re-recording her first six albums because when Big Machine decided to sell, they sold it to Scooter Braun, who is uh, the Mm -hmm. manager for Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber and Demi Lovato. Um, and they kind of did that whole transaction from what she claims, like without her knowledge, of course, like there's always two sides to a story, but, um, because of that, she doesn't really, she doesn't have ownership of like the master recordings of those albums. And so since then, I think Scooter Braun has sold it to somebody else, the, the rights, the masters, but she, so she can have ownership of her music. And this is something that like, you know, really kind of before this fight was brought into the limelight, like a lot of famous artists don't own the copies to their master recordings, like they don't. And so um, this is why people were like, what are masters? It's like the legit master recording of a track that you record in the studio, like it's cut. And so um, now she's going back and she's re-recording her first six albums so that way they're under her ownership. So that's why a lot of times when you see tracks that uh, say remastered, it may not necessarily mean that that track now now owns, or is now owned by the artist, but it means that, um, you know, that track was re-recorded and, you know, it's it's probably just for a number of reasons, but it's all like intellectual property, like based. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's an interesting thing and this movie having watched it now as somebody who's trying to like make it in the music industry it really opened my eyes um and just like it it just really kind of gave me some new perspective so yeah another reason to like this movie yeah it's, i will it's say it's just a great film sorry Aaron. go on no no you're good i, I will say <laughs> kind of why like covid to me i feel like for some artists they've been making a little bit more money I know mm-hmm. uh, some like local groups have been doing per- like doing like hey Zoom Zoom performances, ten bucks a ticket, 
and that and I'm imagining that goes directly to them and their people as opposed to $16 at a venue, you know, they might see maybe 8 or 7 bucks per ticket. You know, this way they just mm-hmm. get the 10 bucks directly. And granted it's not live, but still you get to like see, you know, your a, a band perform and you get to you know like support them now. So like it's going to be really interesting how like artists like navigate covid after this like if some are saying like hey i'm making more money by doing zoom performances we'll do that and then we can do like a meet and greet afterwards like i mm-hmm. i don't know like this that that's what this movie kind of had me thinking i was like i mean i don't think we're to a point of holograms or anything like that but i i was like i wonder not yet not yet i mean selena and tupac have done it but i'm just curious like what the world is going to be like for for some artists of just like hey let's just do a zoom kind of thing and, and do that way like because i did one of those those concerts for just like it was like 15 bucks and i, I got to watch like a full-on performance and it looked dope but it, it didn't take it didn't have that same charm yeah no when you see a lot of uh when you see a lot of artists put their like venmo or cash app handles too that's like how people get tips um yeah support your local artists guys like support indie artists support artists who are unsigned to a label like it and i'm saying this not just because i am one of those people but because like it's it it it's so important to kind of encourage to encourage for a lot of people this is their bread and butter and so um they need all that support just both like financially and just you know they need that 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 fan base to kind of keep them going, especially during a time, like you said, like we were, you can't have those face-to-face interactions with people. Yeah. And, and I think just like for artwork, for art in general, like for just kind of any kind of service, like especially like Etsy or stuff like that, sometimes I'll be like, Hey, let me know if Etsy takes a percentage and if I can like Venmo you or something a little bit extra, just so that we feel like you're, you're getting your money's worth or your, your work. And like, I like to do that too. Like at, at, uh, barbershops like hey if i give you Mm -hmm. a tip here do they take a percentage of that like can i venmo you like or stuff like that just because like corporations don't need more of our money so if i can yes agreed agreed just just help out the individual a little bit more i want to try that and that's always been like cash up and venmo has been kind of a nice avenue to to kind of combat that a little bit yeah yeah aaron you're a good guy you're such a good guy I, I, I it's, job, it, it's not me being it's not me being a good guy. It's just like I want to make sure, like, if I'm giving you a ten dollar tip for a, a haircut, like that you're getting. I don't it. want you to be. Yeah, I don't want you to be getting six bucks. Like, well, in massage, yeah. um, because that kind of did the same thing. Like, if people mm-hmm. would uh, do it on their card, then they would have to tax it. But if they gave us cash, they would just give us the cash. So it's always oh, better, perfect. quote unquote, to give us cash tips. Um, so that, and this, that's just for massage. I, I don't know if, how similar it is other places, but like, I think, uh, yeah, that was food, always food service. It does the same thing. Like there's a percentage that's cut from a credit card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it goes you into kind of a pool and it splits yeah. along everyone. And then they tax that, but if it's just cash. They just give it directly to you. So it was always slightly better if they gave you cash. And then of course I would spend it on candy because uh, my bank is all the way in Ohio. So I'm like, I don't have use for cash. Time to spend candy. Um, 
the other thing I want to touch on is that there is a hologram pop star in uh, Japan. Really? Have you all heard about this? Yeah. Um, No. One of my friends, uh, he lived in Japan for a while, and he told me about it briefly, and her name is... I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. But uh, Hatsune uh, Mikia. Miku? I think it's Hatsune Miku. Uh, But she's like a J-pop star that's completely a hologram. And she has like blue hair and she does concerts and stuff. Um, Dang. But yeah, so like that already kind of exists. Like Loretta already kind of exists. And I, I have no idea how that works in terms i mean it's not loretta like an ai but like a hologram um performer does exist and it's like she's been around for a while let me do some quick research who owns her i'm kind of curious yeah i i don't know i would love to figure out like what those deals were like yeah yeah and uh in sync for us uh hope y'all can speak japanese because I know I she can. should be programmed to speak English though too, or we can have know. a translator because we shouldn't have to make her adapt to our, you know. That's why I'm saying we need to speak. Barrier. That's why I said we need to speak that's Japanese. True. Or I can uh, I actually fun fact about uh, about singing in a different language is one. It's actually easier to learn a different language with music. And when oh. I was in choir, uh, yeah. I mean, this is my experience, but from you know from the people that I've used to be in choir with and whatnot. We used to, but for like competition, we used to learn all these different songs in different languages. And I have to say like, it was a lot easier. Actually, I think we did do one song in Japanese, Um, but it it was a whole lot easier to sing because English is one of those languages that is just phonetically like so confusing for a lot of people. And as a, and as a musician, when vocalist, when you're singing, like, you want to have like a like note for audio. I'm just trying to like <laughs> showcase like my 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 mouth shapes, which sounds very inappropriate. But this is I'm already thirsty enough as it is for Ricky Ullman. But like you want to make sure you have like a very tight, very open airway. And sometimes like if you there's a difference between like ah and ah, like it's like yeah. there's just like both just like mechanically speaking and also just like as a listener it doesn't sound that great and so english is one of the harder languages to sing like in my opinion um but that's just me i figured out when uh hatsune miku miku was created she was created i guess released i guess technically on august 31st 2007 so three years after this movie someone pretty much made i guess the best real life equivalent a real life yeah. Rocco too? Does he look like Ricky Ullman or she? No, not at all. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, he... Right on your... Yeah, I mean, he's a programmer. Uh, I'll let that let that let your imagination <laughs> run wild with that. Oh, there is one point, and I think Aaron wanted to talk about it, but the very end. We, as we know that Loretta, she, <laughs> she disappears. Um, you know, she decides like, you know, Sam, uh, actually I think what was it? A, a, a strike of lightning 
like hits Sam or whatever, and then there's just like this big rush, and I guess Loretta's spirit like moves well, through her. <laughs> before that, L- Loretta's Ugh. not around, so Sam has to dress like her, and she does, if I can be honest, a not very good cartwheel. Very bad it's cartwheel. It was a very bad cartwheel. And they emphasize that in a in a slow motion shot. Yeah, it was no real one catches bad. her. I know, that was like so shitty. I'm like, you're in the front row. You should expect this kind of thing, like a See, stage dive or something. Here's the thing though. Here's the, here's my defense for that, because I had the same thought in people <laughs> part away, but it was like, well, they thought and I this is a flawed a defense, but I'm gonna say it anyway. They thought she was a hologram. So they thought she'd be fine. That's no, the best I've got. St- That's the best I've got. You still not organized to get out of the way completely like that. There would still be one or two people that would catch. And then I'm she just falls trying. And, 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 and hits her head. She goes into a very mild coma, coma? where she's knocked out. And Loretta yeah. shows up. I mean, she's, she's in the like, hospital. Yeah, she's dancing at the hospital. And they're like, no. We don't do that here. And I, and that's when I was like, what the fuck? And I just started laughing. And Kaylee was like, stop it. Show some respect for this movie. <laughs> and I just started laughing. <laughs> oh, my God. More. Aaron, Kaylee just had a pepperoni pepperoni moment with you. Yeah. she <gasps> and No, we aren't equal. The, the, these aren't equal moments. There's a difference. <laughs> but I, I very much did kind of feel like I was kind of like laughing. And it's just, it's funny because it's 2004. Like, it, it's, and this is for kids. And I probably would have welled up in 2004 if I was watching this movie. Like, it was yo, sad. I don't know if it Sam's going to make scene. it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but but during this, I was like, this is dumb. Because, like, even when this movie first started, I was like, she's going to have a Pinocchio moment, isn't she? Like, she's going to be mad she's not a real girl. And Kaylee was like, I don't know. You got to watch. And then it's still going and going. And then she has to go into the EEG machine. Right, and scanning her brain because you know that's how that works. And then she mm-hmm. goes into presumably Sam's brain, and the what's wrong with her is that her guitar is broken. Oh, what a terrible image! Like which, just, like even today, I think is great representation of depression. Mm-hmm. But for brain damage, maybe not, or even a concussion. Yeah. Like, Y'all got to remember, I'm a brain surgery patient, so when I'm watching this, I'm like, this is not how <laughs> I imagine any of this shit. Like, I don't imagine, like, <laughs> like just a little brain version of Aaron just plugged up, you know, too much space in my head. That's not how I imagine any of this shit. So when I saw it, I couldn't help but laugh the whole time, those last, like, five minutes. And it just got... to, And then... She Loretta takes over her body. There's and I'm only like, room okay. for one, <laughs> Roscoe. There's only room for one. And the parents are like, "Where's Samantha? Bring our Samantha back." Also, like her hair changed to blonde. Yeah, when that happened. Yeah, her hair was blonde, and then she gets struck by the lightning or whatever. Or she exits her, and then her hair goes back to that brown. <laughs> And then they do a performance and she's in the room harmonizing with her. I laughed the entire last five minutes. Kaylee yes. probably couldn't hear. Sh- Nobody in the house probably could have heard shit because I was just laughing the whole time. Like, this is 
No, you are not explaining spirits to kids through light fog. This is not how that works. It it looks like the Zetabytes have a guardian angel. I and then roll credits. I just oh hi oh I'm scream I'm screaming. I did like the sound though the new sound that Sam develops in the end like that very yeah. like acoustic stripped sound. Um, yeah. That's usually like kind of my kind of sound when I'm not rocking out in a band. Um, so I did like that, but yeah, that scene every time when they're like, looks like the Zetabytes have a guardian no, angel. An looks like the Zetabytes have a guardian angel. <laughs> I bet. And now that I know, oh. I, I bet whoever I, oh. wrote that was like, yeah. Hell yeah. It you know, Got it. That's you know, the button, y'all. Welcome, you Emmy. Know that? That person's probably like, I'm on a deadline. I have yeah. some brain fog. I'm so tired of writing this script. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I probably went I, through I, like I, five I, different passes, like from each different like, sect, wanting different things. Because one wanted like this spiritual like thing and another one, this cool cyber highway thing. And the writer was just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Anymore. I don't fucking care Dude, anymore. Guardian I'll take all angel. the notes. I'll put all the notes in. I thought it was going to end on like the Disney moment of her just dancing and we just dance, you know, dance our heart away and just rock out. I was like, okay, it's finishing up. And then she falls and we're in the hospital. I was like, bro, we got three minutes. Where are we going here? And like, and then all this is happening. I'm like, whoa. Those last three minutes are dense. What? And that was a lot to process. And I couldn't stop laughing the entire time. My, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I thought, I legitimately thought, they're just gonna be like, oh yeah, Loretta took over her body. Sam's gone, and then she dances yeah, in the rain like, and just ends. Like, whoa, yeah. that is dark. <laughs> dark Disney Channel. Yeah. No, and actually, this movie also addresses like unresolved rage because there's that when they're having the band tryouts, there's that one girl that's like, <laughs> I don't remember. My my life is like a, a math <laughs> test. It doesn't add up. My, my life is like a. You know, something lunch. Yeah. You know? A <laughs> bad was, can... cafeteria lunch. It doesn't she taste good. Like, she was, oh, she made Alanis Morissette look like not as intense. <laughs> and you know. Like, well, I'll, I'll be honest. I knew a lot more of those type of people in my high school than anyone else portrayed in this movie. Because, <laughs> like, in Bowling Green, Ohio, the two town, the two hill town, <laughs> that a lot of people were like that, to be honest. They weren't saying those words, but they were bringing because that they were in Ohio? hate energy. Yes. It's very <laughs> cold there. So. But yeah, that's... Uh, uh, I, I just wanted to bring that up. That was a that was a highlight of like, watching it. I was like, oh, girl. I'm like, well, I've been there. I, you know? I think we've all been there. I think that's just like the perfect, the perfect encapsulation of like what teenage angst looks like in its most like concentrated form right and yeah. it's like we've all been there and like we kind of remember it as that when we look back <laughs> yeah uh, not not totally pixel perfect hey. hey also roscoe finally got his shit together and like is a supportive boyfriend to sam so yeah See, glad he finally that's the thing got it together. people can grow because yes. if we were all perfect all the time we couldn't grow Loretta kind of says that in a weird way when she's in Sam's brain. Um, but yeah, the beautiful thing about being imperfect is that we get to grow. Anyway, yeah. it looks like the Zabites have a guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> I 
button of the podcast. <laughs> it looks like the Shame Watch uh, hosts have a Guardian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have oh, anything else to say on this one, y'all? This one. I don't think so. Are you doing the game? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Raviv, call me. I sw- I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> we know you listen, Raviv. Come hang out and chill with us. We'll only we'll do the sitcom thing, Aaron and I, and probably Kenny, where we casually spy on you and Olivia's date. Uh, and well, uh, we're not going to try and sabotage it. Yeah, they, no, yeah, we do they, it on they, we do it on all your dates, Olivia. We just don't tell you. Yeah, well, I know one of us hopes that uh, Phil will be in their future. Hey, let's, let's see <laughs> if we can. T- t- it's the Rotten Tomatoes game. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Boom da boom boom splat. All right. Well, welcome to the Rotten Tomatoes game. The Rotten Tomatoes game is a is a website on RottenTomatoes.com that is an aggregator. <laughs> oh, damn it. The Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> score is not a score as to how many people... Uh, you, you know, Not how good it, it, a movie is, but how many people like it. It's not how good a movie it. is. How many people liked it? Exactly. There we go. So for Pixel Perfect, out of 8,967 audience scores, because there's not a critical count for Rotten Tomatoes. There's only one score. Oh. The Rotten Tomatoes game. Only do an audience. Okay. okay, So winner takes all. So for with a rating of of, 8,967 reviews, Olivia, what is your guess for the mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes game? Okay. Well, first, Aaron, I want to say that while that was not perfect, it was real. It was very real. And that's so, what matters. It was organic. <laughs> it, was, it was very real. <laughs> want, it wasn't holographic. I just want to that's applaud for sure. you for that. Exactly. Exactly. And you're not an asshole like Roscoe. Exactly. So, Roscoe, yeah, wanna... he, was, he was a jerk. Yes. Um, he got so, yes. Yeah, so, my guess... My... He did. My, my guess... A lot of me is because, like, you know, there's there's these people who are thirsty for Ricky, just like myself. But I feel like there are a lot of people who are also like, okay, the, like, technology in this movie, the graphic in this movie, especially at the diner scene, where she's got, like, three lips uh, <laughs> and an ear coming out of her hand. I want to say 54%. 54%. Uh, remember, mm-hmm. it is w- uh, the closest score without going under. James, what is your guess? You know, I'm going to swing for the fences. This is the number that popped into my head. I'm just going to say 87%. I think people oh, love shit. this film. Because this is oh, audience. Shit. This is audience, and I think they love that's it. That's true. Uh, James, what did you say? 87%. 87%. Olivia and James going head to head. James is the correct one, but not... He was way off, but he is the correct one. <laughs> Only because he didn't go under. It was 61%. Again, take that with a grain of salt, though. <laughs> James was but correct. But you know what? Not by much. I wasn't perfect, but I was real. And that's I all was, that matters. I, that's all that matters. That's, that's, we had a guardian rotten tomato. <laughs> yeah, we had Guardian Tomato. Well, James, uh, you are the winner of the Rotten Tomatoes score. 
Uh, Olivia, you participated in the uh, Rotten Tomato score, and I guess since, since I did, I guess I have to donate thirty dollars. <laughs> hey, send it to my. I'm an artist. I'm an unsigned artist, so just send it to. <laughs> yeah, just give my, Olivia thirty Venmo. more dollars. Yeah. Just, so I, I guess that's that, that's what I have to do. So uh, yeah. that that concludes this one. But yeah, that's uh, wowza. What was oh, your guess? Okay. Fifty four. I said 54%. I almost okay. said 60 something, like TBH. I almost said 65. I'm glad you didn't cuz that would look like a fool. I probably would have said 60s or 70s. I like, was I was I, I didn't want to be too hopeful, but yeah. Yeah, leave that for me. <laughs> 87 just popped in my head. I'm like, yeah, it's good enough. Um you would think that like through time that maybe people would have enjoyed this movie just for like shits and giggles and the score right. would have gone up. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard yeah, to tell with that. My thinking on the decoms is because none of them are going to have critical reviews. Anybody who watched mm-hmm. this movie and reviewed it more than likely liked it. That's my only train of thought. Because I'm sorry, I'm not going to leave a review for a decom. Like, <laughs> it's not going. I on mean, my I'm letterbox. surprised I didn't. <laughs> it's just, just I, like... I, I don't. It's it's not me being a snob. It's just like I don't feel the need to. Like I, don't, I just. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's how I feel about most things on the internet of like yeah in regards of like participating in like social media posts or like commenting on anything. It's just like ah, I don't want to add to the noise. That's that's too much. It's it's Well already... James, now I know why you're not a fan of my like social media music posts then. That explains <laughs> a lot. Probably I I don't go on it a lot. Or I won't comment no, are on you it. Being the Roscoe to our friendship, like I, just, I don't feel anything, <laughs> Olivia. Uh, tell me how to feel. <laughs> Let me go build someone that uh, can uh, do it better. Uh, remember, sh- remember, Sam sings because touching's not the only way to feel. That's Dang it! That was gonna be is. my quote. <laughs> uh, yeah. Touching's not the only way to podcast. Dang I don't know, it. but I mean. But I can tell you, Revive, like, touching's the only one of the few ways you can make me feel. <laughs> hey <laughs> Olivia, you weren't lying about your thirst this episode. Yeah. How's that uh, cup and bottle of water? Is it just disintegrated oh, they're, by now? They're, bo- they're both fucking empty right now. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, put down the 10-gallon... <laughs> bucket of water you're just guzzling it uh, down turn off the water hose this is ridiculous why, my, why are you my, just my throat water? is dry my throat is dry well olivia just pulled out a fire hose and is now <laughs> playing it directly in her mouth and I oh there goes all the water <laughs> well that's been our episode of shame watch thank you to denise hudson for our our, our rocking theme song and James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Do you have suggestions, questions, comments, or general tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Shame Watch Pod so we can talk with you. Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash shamewatch. It does cost money to put out superb content like this fairy pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference aaron what's the time to our level oh, shit <laughs> hold on i know it just give me a second all right aaron yeah one second olivia's giving you a big hint 
hold on. I'll see if I can pull up the other one. Those hold are on. good ab strength, Olivia. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. As you cut, kick your cut mic. that out. <laughs> no, keep it All in, right. please. Uh, the Olivia just full on kicked her mic. Uh, uh, oh, the, that's why. Okay, a mic picture. You her feet <laughs> of our host's head. feet. A nice haiku written either by Aaron Salinas or James Fight, and all the other perks pre- previously mentioned. My bad, Olivia. I was on. I didn't have my screen up. My, oh my! <laughs> thank God. you oh. for helping, Olivia. What's the of seven dollar level? The seven dollar level is behind the scenes content, and like as we talked about last week, like Aaron has some behind the scenes content and involving schmoilitschmaper so yes you get all of that and you get everything in the five dollar and two dollar tiers aaron let's see if you can redeem yourself at the five dollar level oh certainly uh at the five dollar level uh welcome to the watch at this level you're gonna get yummy pre-show bits ever wonder what we talk about before the pod well now you don't have to wonder anymore as well as all the above perks and at the $2 level, you get uh, to listen to our lovely Olivia Suarez uh, host Shame Watch TV. Currently, it's the Bachelorette. I can't speak. Uh, but I hear things are heating up and it's going crazy. Uh, you also get to listen to our movie marathons and our commentaries. And we get to say your name on this very podcast, starting with Kenny Madison. Of Austin, Texas. Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Leander, Texas. Riley McPherson. Of Tulsa, okay. Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Herc. Of Austin, Texas. Ian Keegan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu. Of San Marcos, Texas. Miranda Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Irene Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Nolan Barger. Of Oklahoma City, okay. Abel Acula? You're no, uh, sorry, Abel. Abel Acuna. Acuna. Austin, Texas. All right, Acuna Matata. That's right. Acu. No, no. Uh, uh, the con save. Of uh, Stephenville, Texas. Uh, Holly Kumo. Uh, Boston, right? Texas. <laughs> We're going to get it right. Cuomo. I, why am I the one reading these? I'm bad at names and reading. We've established that with the Oscar. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But I'm real. real. Uh, Rebecca Trejo. <laughs> uh, From Houston, Texas. Of the H. Uh, uh, Irvin uh, Castellanos from Austin, Texas. Was I Austin, right? Texas. Yes. Castellanos. Castellanos oh, I'm not yeah. gonna say it like that. I'm too white. Uh, Duran. <laughs> Ron is up at, Texas. At Duran. Uh, uh, until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. Remember when we used to read the names and it was just me and Kenny? (laughs) 